0: To win a Lifetime Achievement Award for Services to Television, and how not to. A Good Omens Fick by Gary Oldman. Read by a team of podfickers. Chapter 10. Epilogue. I'm happy. Ten years later.
1: Are you nearly ready, dear?
0: Azirafel asks, fussing in the doorway with his bow tie. I roll my eyes and go over to help him. He's hopeless. You know, considering you've been wearing these things your whole life, I still can't believe you haven't managed to learn to tie them
1: yourself. Oh, why do I need to do that when I have you to look after me?
0: And he kisses me, a chaste touch of lips that we've shared thousands of, but still somehow managed to make my heart stop. It's annoying, really. Look after yourself, I tell him, eyes rolling for added effect. He does look very sweet, though, admiring his outfit in the mirror by the door. We've been staying in the London flat for a few days, managed to organise all of those little meetings we didn't want to have to come to the city for on their own all for this week. The next season of the show shoots over the summer, so we've been planning meetings all over the place. I can tell Aziraphale is happy, though, buzzing around and suggesting different restaurants to pop into. If it was up to him, we'd be having five meals a day. He loves the cottage, but there's absolutely nowhere to get sushi at 11pm. The flat has changed since the days before Aziraphale. We sold the old Soho flat just before the wedding, but Anathema insisted we keep one base for work. I think she must use it for napping during the day, in all honesty." Ornaments and books everywhere, so it's practically homely. Blankets and cushions, so many bloody cushions, who needs this many cushions? He has one head! One head and fifty cushions, layered rugs, florals and tweed. My once spotless walls filled with sentimental nonsense the first publicity shots from to the world, the pair of us looking dashingly handsome at this award ceremony and that, wedding photos, reviews, photos of the cats everywhere. I'm rather fond of it all. I wouldn't tell him that, though. I once told him I liked the scented candle he had lit, and the next day I came home to the entire stock London had to offer. We're still burning those bloody things. Eucalyptus is haunting me and will until the day I die. Sandalwood extra-long burn wicks buried within the allotments for future archaeologists to speculate about our home life. It's not the changes that surprise me these days. It's how much is the same. The kitchen is still practically empty of anything but booze, though my tolerance is in the toilet, literally. Azira felt suit is still his favorite one from ten years ago, maybe even earlier. And the buttons are working hard, but he looks divine, I suppose. We even still have the Bentley, but we are not driving ourselves tonight. "'We're guests of honour, so they're sending a limo. "'Nothing honourable about what I'm going to do to him in the back of it, though.'
1: "'Are you ready?'
0: "'He asks again, as if we haven't been waiting on him for the last ten minutes. "'He really can be very vain. "'Yes.' "'Don't
1: yes me.'
0: "'I'm very sorry, darling.' Please take your time. I'm sure we'll catch the last half hour.
1: Hmm. It's a good job you're pretty.
0: Raphael says to me, his curling mouth betraying the serious look in his eyes. It only took another peep in the mirror before he felt totally ready to go, and we're out the door. You got your speech? I double-check before I let the door fall shut. Aze Rafael pats down his pockets and rushes back inside. He's back in a few seconds, cheerfully slipping the paper into his inside pocket as though absolutely nothing could ever go wrong for him and this was just as he intended it to be. <laughs> The limo is more of a fancy car than a limo, but I had plans and they aren't changing based on automobile issues. I figure the drive will be at least 20 minutes. Lovely. They should really give you an area before you get to the red carpet. Somewhere with some cold showers, maybe, and a hairbrush. Azzi Rafael looks like a saint wrapped in sin. It's almost a shame the paparazzi have gotten so bored of pointing out his hickeys. <laughs> We have a whole table to ourselves, which is always a bit of a special thing at these kinds of parties. Anathema and Newt are there, friends as much as they are agents. And Adam, our esteemed director, who has become really quite popular with the other talent in the room since launching his own streaming service. They're all flocking to him for networking, but he's entirely too wrapped up in joking with his producers and accountant. Who brings their accountant to an awards show to notice anyone as mundane as mere celebrities? Beside me, Aziraphale is the only person in the whole room who seems interested in the menu. Surrounded by the rich and famous, and he's rabbiting on about accoutrements. My husband, everybody. Dinner is nice, but it's hard to really enjoy a good bottle of wine when you don't want to make it tit out of yourself, again, on national television. Although, saying that I've made a perfectly good career out of making a tit out of myself, I can tell Anathema is secretly hoping I'll fistfight with Jimmy Carr so she can sell the movie rights to Adam. My brain cell, singular, is her stock in Apple, she tells me regularly. It explains her expensive new car. The awards are starting. Celebrities everywhere. Bloody hell, when did I start making friends with these idiots?
1: Do you remember the first time we were here?
0: Azira fell whispers into my ear as someone wins best supporting actor in a comedy. Vividly, darling My mind jumps back to the moment itself. If I remember correctly he told me on a stage in front of the nation that you'd probably keep the bow tie on whilst fucking me.
1: Well I whispered it.
0: He chirped back.
1: You were so flustered. You were meme.
0: As boy, howdy, if I'm not as flustered now as I was back then. Probably not enough time to drag him to a bathroom, so I'll just sit and smile like a good little audience member and think about something slightly more interesting. Like that bow tie. <laughs> Aziraphale has gone. It's coming. I'm eyeing the door, but Anathema is eyeing me in warning. Which? When he steps out onto the stage, I can't help but smile. Everyone is going mad over him, as well they should. My stuffy little husband in his age-old suit jacket, waving cheerfully like someone in the back of a live news report. He manages to look absolutely humble, which just makes them go crazier. Of course, I can tell he's enjoying the applause. He lets them keep going before starting basking in it all, the utter bastard. Hello. He speaks into the microphone with such confidence that I'm quite happy to skip this next bit and just drag him home.
1: When I was asked to present this next award, I was so overjoyed that I began to write this speech within the hour. Within the day, I realized it wouldn't be as easy as just sitting down and making something up. So, like most people facing an important deadline, they don't want to mess up. I left it until last minute.
0: Laughter. He did the same thing with our vows and still managed to make his better than mine. Bastard.
1: When I finally got back to it, I thought I'd just make someone else write it for me. I asked the recipient of the award... What is your proudest moment? I don't think it will surprise anyone when I say that the first response was definitely not suitable for broadcast.
0: Someone wolf whistles, and I'm certain it's Jimmy Bloody Carr.
1: So, about an hour later, I asked, What is your second proudest moment? It was a hard question, I knew. One I'm not sure I could answer. Was it the nearly 10 years of hosting his award-winning show, To the World, beside his award-winning and utterly incomparable husband? Was it travelling the globe, giving support to displaced LGBTQIA youths and educating communities on the issues facing them? Was it Asking Questions, the journalism academy he set up for children dealing with ADHD, which has given us some of our most thorough journalists? maybe even hosting the Oscars, a lifetime dream for many. Could it be coming dead last on Celebrity Bake Off for Stand Up to Cancer with a Burned Apple Crumble, or coming dead last on the Big Fat Quiz of the Year three years in a row? No, he was quite adamant that it wasn't any of those things. It was getting his dictionary signed By Susie Dent
0: The crowd cheered. Three tables over, Susie, an old pal of mine these days, lifted a glass. People like to point out that Susie Dent didn't actually write the dictionary, in which case I like to ask them to prove she wasn't God. Then they say I'm getting the dictionary and the Bible confused, and I leave. I stand by it.
1: It has been the privilege of my life seeing the work he has done in the last ten years and an honour greater still to be beside him the whole way. He's going to be extraordinarily cross at me for saying all of these nice things to you all and you must promise not to treat him like the softy he is inside. Perhaps booing him like a pantomime villain would be appropriate but I'll hope... that just this once he'll forgive me a touch of sentimentality.
0: As if I don't give into his sentimentality approximately seven times a day.
1: But for now, it is my unmatched honor to present this lifetime achievement award to the one and only Anthony J. Crowley.
0: Somehow on stage, not loving being the centre of all this attention, to be honest. But Aziraphale is there like he always is. His hand around my waist steadies me as he hands the trophy over. We'll have two now, one for each bathroom in the cottage. Everyone is cheering. Anathema is standing at our table, they all are, in fact. You had better be planning on putting that bow tie to good use after that speech, I whisper into his ear. He laughs, full and bright, and that's enough award for me.
1: Oh, yes.
0: He smiles as though he's talking about his favourite flavour of tea.
1: But it's not going to be me wearing it.
0: And that does me in. It feels right, really, that it should come to this, because as his breath cools on my ear, I can't stop it. Thank you for listening to this multivoice podfic read by the following cast. Literarian as narrator, and Crowley.
1: Compass Rose as a zero fail. Job S Anathema and Bertie Bot's Every Flavoured Trans rides. Gorillas Gal 86 as Adam and Sandalfon. Kendra Izzy Murray as Betty Letty Keddy. Junaid, Lila Shaw, Susan Sarandon Adopt Me Please, Raina or Sunshine, Rebecca is Gay for Taylor Swift, Glenn Coco is My Boyfriend, and Hello Queen. A J. Fanfic as Barney Gumble forever. Dot Eliza Richards Brown. Hapax nim and Prandleton. The Lord of La Mancha as Haster. Edie Abebe and Give Gary the Oscar. Pissner as Nude. Semper Fiona as Gabriel. Minna Bird as Lou and Alfonso P. Three
0: Res. Dearest Angel as Susie Balmarch.
1: Lena Lollipop as DM me your dogs.
0: Mistborn Hero as Jeremy Bear 13. Edited by Literarian.